Now, Christopher, as many of our listeners are aware, you have changed professional jobs over the last year since our, since our last season ended. Uh, you're now working in a, in a larger production facility. Um, yes. What is the favorite thing that you cook at this new job? Oh, man. So the word cook is just it's, – it's a word, um, but, like, it's – we're not cooking, like – Oh, like one piece of something. We're cooking like hundreds and thousands of pounds, like per day. Um, what's your okay, make, What's your what's your favorite product? My favorite thing. Make? My favorite product that we make. Um, it's really hard because all of the like the hot dogs, all the different hot dogs we make, um, are all delicious. Um, we make a lot of different kinds of hot dogs. We do a lot of like contract work. Um, we make like certified Angus beef. Like we make their hot dogs like from the meat that's like the certified no excuse me certified Angus beef like brand. And so they're certified are, Angus hot dogs. Yeah. Are they so, do, are they so, sold as certified Angus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like the labels on them and everything. They're they're real good. But also we make um like the pastrami for Katz's Deli in the city. And I don't know That's a big if deal. you guys know what Katz's deal is. Yo, Katz's is fire. Yeah, Katz. so we've been making their pastrami since like 1980-whatever. So we've been making their pastrami Speaking for like of which, a long uh, time. Shana Tovato, all our Jewish listeners. Yep. I don't, know how many, I don't know how many Jewish, Jewish listeners we have in the podcast. Uh, I think it's just ben, one. Ben, I think if Ben, if you listen to it, I think it's, I think it's just. Hey, we're just, expanding, man. Just, all we, all we gotta do is get into Brooklyn, and we'll be set. Uh, we, we just need a couple more followers. Just a couple more random listeners from. Just from a Brooklyn. couple more followers, and it'll be good. Did I t- oh, I told you what I like the best. Oh, dude, we also make roast beef, which is really good. I'm sorry, I'm going. I'm no, thinking about. I like just got home, and I'm gonna just. Well, I, I just it. have one more question about that. Do do they yeah. have only meats, or do they have other foods as well? No, just meats, just just protein. I mean, there is like poultry. I guess we do turkey. Mm-hmm. Also, do we do chicken? No, just turkey. Um, yeah, that's it. All right, so uh, let's get to some football. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, this is uh, week two of the Pining for a Podcast. I'm the host, the mouth breather, Ben Max. With me, as always, is Two Beers Too Deep, Chris Grasso, and Wieners Mean Dogs, Greg Marku. Sitting in our booth tonight is, as always, Moose Mayhem, Joe from Musa. How you guys doing this week? Did you just say in the booth? Because I like that like a lot. Because that's <laughs> that's like where he would be, right? If we did it, it's accurate. We strive for accuracy here. It's, <laughs> it's his living room, guys. It's just his living room. <laughs> we're, it's now known as the booth. He's in the booth. No, but if we ever when we go over to Joe's house to watch like football on a Sunday, we'd be like, "Oh, what you guys got? We're going over to the booth. We're going to the production booth." <laughs> he gets it right, you know. He makes it work. Yeah, man. So can you believe it? We're finally back. We don't we have football until February. Oh, my a whole God, week of games in the book. Feels good. I loved it and I hated it all at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's football. I loved it. and I hated it. I love that. I cared now. Now that the preseason's over and I didn't really care at all. But I also hated that. I cared because watching the games, particularly the Sunday night game, really hurt emotionally to me more than uh, than I thought. 
Oh man, oh, Sunday you know, night it, game was really good. Yeah, it it was definitely the it was the Sunday night game, and it really it really paid off for sure. I mean, I think the only game that was better was Thursday's game, which was I liked Thursday a lot. Oh, uh, Mon- Monday night, Monday night's game was incredible. Overtime, you know Raiders yeah, come out of nowhere. All right, let's just be honest. Sure. Any football game that we got to watch, she was, we were all just like going through every single, well, this game was the, the best game and this game was the best. Oh, well, that game was the best game. Well, the Jets game, well, the Jets game was even good. The Jets game was even good. Well, they you know, made it, it interesting you, at the end. Every game was good to watch because football's back, baby. You know, I, I find this kind oh. of interesting too. At least everybody on the podcast, um, they their favorite teams, I'm a Steelers fan, Joe's a Bills fan, Greg's a Patriots fan, and Grasso is a Jets fan. If their favorite team won, that means your fantasy team lost. And if your favorite team lost, that means your fantasy team won. At least along the last four. No, my Patriots lost and I lost. Oh, I thought the Patriots won. I oh, mean, I didn't nope. really pay that. Oh, close I attention. lost by one point because Damian Harris fumbled the football, which I was oh, happy damn. for in fantasy and really mad about in real life. Really laying on. Oh, I thought that was, that was that was a little bit of a tease there. That was. Uh, yeah, you think going I'm going to give it to you all at once? Come on. Oh no, I was waiting for it. it so that's happen. some phrasing there. Because you have all the control now. No, but all football was good this week. It was all just super entertaining and electric. It was electric. A lot of young players did really well this weekend. Um, stadiums full of people was nice to hear and see again that def- there's definitely a home field advantage going on for sure that that did not exist last year. Um, not for the bills. But, yeah. Why not? Well, but you know, it, it, it's, it's so nice to get, see football back and get football back in our lives. And fantasy is so fantastic because honestly, all of the games across the board, pretty well scored, um, very competitive. Anybody could have beat anybody else if they played anybody else, you know. Um, there weren't really any black holes, you know, in the league. Yeah. You know, that's a, you know, that's a, except there's only one game. I mean, there were only two teams that scored under 100, and they were both in the same game. So I guess we could call that the crappy well, there, game. There's three, I guess three teams under 100. Was there three? Man, I'm yeah. no. There's only oh no. Okay, I I missed Dale's team. Okay, yeah. So three and two of them were in the same game, and yeah, we'll call that the crappy game of the week, I guess. But other than that, you know, it's a lot of good parody in in, in the league, and we're uh, I think now's a good time to move into our recap for last week. Um, I know which game do you guys want to start with? I'll tell you what. I'll pick one. Uh, we'll go with the one where nobody else is in the league in this league is on that team. We're going to look at the dynasty versus show me Atides. And, you know, uh, there's not really anything too special going on with this team. I don't think, I mean, we're going to talk about a few different themes throughout this week. And one of them was rookie debuts and, you know, Najee Harris went up against a pretty tough Buffalo uh, defense in a hostile environment with a terrible offensive line. So that really hurt the dynasty. Uh, and, you know, um, saw Scary Terry really not show up. And that didn't really seem to matter for the TDs because he still pulled it off with a 133 victory. Uh, yeah, so what do you think, Rosso? I mean, for me, Tom Brady is is going to continue doing exactly that for the rest of the season. Dak Prescott looked very confident in his return. Um but there's still so many question marks in Dallas. Like, are you com- he looks confident, but are you confident in Dak? Um, probably not. Um, but Najee, he's 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 basically playing from behind, you know, the entire time. He has a terrible front in front of him. Um re- that's really a regrettable pick. Um I mean we'll it's only back okay. to the you know, so it's only the first week, right? right Remember, right, it's, right. this is I this is really overreaction Wednesday because you can never you, you never have enough data to right. to decide uh, on a good thing. But yeah, so maybe Najee Harris will be a bad pick, but I mean, it could still be a good versus style pick. Buffalo defense, right? Um, I mean, I think I, I think Fish just had a really you know 133 points is nothing to laugh about. 102 is is one of the lower scores of the week. But you mean, you mean Jimmy? You said Vince. Sorry, Jimmy. Yes, 
I got confused by the logo. Yes, Jimmy. Jimmy just had a good week. I mean, Brady had a good game, obviously. Running backs were solid. You know, kind of McLaurin was the only sore eye, and he still had eight points. So, um, right. I mean, the Deeds didn't get a good start, you know, with his with his ninth round Bucks defense um, with negative three points to start the week. Yeah, and his running – and his highly talented running backs did nothing. Really, like not what you'd expect for where he drafted them. So I mean, that's what we really got. We'll move on to the next matchup. Uh, the uh, the Keeks, this is success versus the, the Fitzmagic. High scoring. A lot of our games were this week. They both had over 120 points. Our uh, reigning champ, Fitzmagic, lost 121.25 to 133.55 for the Keeks to success. And I mean, really, Keegan won it on the back of two players. Um, Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill accounted for 50% of his points. Uh, and I don't know. I mean, they're going to be a lot of points all week, uh, all season. I don't know if they're going to be a lot of points for every week, you know, like this. So uh, Keegan got lucky with that. I mean, Fitz still put up a lot of points, but Julio Jones scoring four, another highly titled player, they really did nothing, didn't help him at all. Good luck. I think. I- I think Fitz had a, had a, had a, a better week overall. I think Keegan scores bloated by the, what is that math? 72 points from two players. Yeah, it's, it's basically more, it's more than half of the score. Exactly. So I, I don't, I don't know if this is not, to me, this is not an accurate re- representation of how good Keegan's team is or how bad Keegan's team is or how good Fitz's team is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you take away those two, I mean, Saquon Barkley put up three points. Uh, you're not going to get an eight, eight points is probably Mike Davis's ceiling. I don't know. What do you think, Grosso? Not going mean, to work. For me, um, this was like, <clears throat> it seems that that duo and how we drafted them is, is a really a risk. Um, and unless one of his running backs really shows up, I don't think Melvin Gordon is going to come back and do what he did this week, next week. Um, but I mean, honestly, I think Greg is right. It's this is a bloated score because of that. But is it going to keep being that bloated every week? I think they're going to score three or four touchdowns every week. Tyreek Hill is not going to have 197 yards every week, but he's probably going to have 100 yards and a, he's going to give you 100 yards and a touchdown every week. There's no one he's going to come up against that I think can stop him from doing that. Right. All right. Uh, So we'll move on to uh, the Moose Mayhem and the Weekside Werewolves. Uh, Now, Moose, who we know had a good team going in, absolutely trounced the Weekside Werewolves, 125.25 and 95.55. But I think we all agree that really the story of this matchup is Aaron Rodgers talking all that shit all offseason, showing up, hosting Jeopardy!, and then coming back and just being like, I'm going to dominate, and then getting absolutely just demolished by a Drew Breesless uh, New Orleans Saints, three to thirty. He only put up two points. Uh, Marcus Mariota, our uh, highly drafted quarterback in this league, did better than him. So, I, you know, that's really the score. That he still scored ninety-five points without it. And I mean, Moose had, Moose had a, a goose egg from Brandon Dayuk, which could be troubling down the road, but it didn't hurt him here. Because he had so many good scores everywhere else. I mean, for me, the big... oh. Oh. go ahead, Grasso. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't see you there with the babe. Um... Well, yeah, okay. no. No. What I was going to say is, Joe, did you know Brandon Ayuk was a healthy scratch? He didn't even dress. He he was not a healthy scratch. He played in like 46 percent of the of the um we i found this out after the game he played in like 46 percent of the snaps but was like fourth on the depth chart so he found himself like in the freaking bottom of the 20, 26 snaps and no targets he had a yeah that's injury. what it was yep yep so uh what, what the hell's the same shanahan attributed it to the to the uh hamstring a few days ago but like i think it was today or yesterday he was like yeah you just uh you know he's got to be better than the guy behind him so, right. you know, classic Shanahan, just next man up, you know? Right. So, Grasso, thoughts? My, my thoughts uh, are, you know, weak side werewolves. Robinson got kind of shafted this week um, pretty bad. Um, you know, I think he's going to have to make a change for his RB2. Um, I think 
Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and I know he did all of those things, but he's still Aaron Rodgers. So he's going to come back probably twice as strong as you think. Um, but I mean, big ups to Moose's Mayhem. Their running back core is, I, I mean, I did not think that the Detroit Lions offense would be so very productive against a, what I would say is a pretty good San Francisco defense. Uh, but they were very highly productive. And I mean, promising bench work from Baby Chark and uh, Jamar Chase looking absolutely like in sync with Joe Burrow in that yeah. offense. Football! So really bright spots for uh, for both teams. Yeah, you know, um, real quick before we move on, uh, I think, I don't know if Detroit's running backs are going to produce the way they have been. But it's promising when you see Jared Goff didn't throw more than two passes, more than six yards down the field this week. That bodes well for the running backs. Going to be a difficult choice each week, but we'll see. So we'll move to my matchup next, uh, featuring the current mouth breather and probably the best team in our league. The Papa Squats are really just stacked top to bottom. And, you know, when you look at my team before I let everybody else talk about it, I mean, Tannehill was obviously a disappointment this week, but all of my players had volume. You know, none of my main guys except for T. Higgins and Antonio Brown scored a touchdown and they score all of them except for Kittle scored double digit points. So a touchdown for any of them changes a lot of that. So it's a lot of promise, but I ran into a buzzsaw in Spencer. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you, you, you had the classic, I had a good week, but the person I played had a better week with 155 points. Let's remind us now with the new bleak payout, Spencer wins 20 bucks. And That's correct, gonna, yes. And so so he gets that 20 bucks, the highest score of the week. But um, yeah, you, I mean, you would have beaten, I think you were the third, were you the fourth highest score of the week? Fourth or fifth, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. me and Keaton Fitz were basically tied. Yeah, so you, I mean, you had a you had a really good week. It just, you came against the best week of the, best game of the, or best team of the week. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling <clears throat> that 155 points is going to be like a relative average for Spencer's team this year. Um, with the exception of Robbie Gould hitting so many field goals and extra points, I everybody on this team is going to produce an astounding amount of points. And it does, Spencer might beat just everybody every week because even if. I mean, look at his bench. Also, look how deep it is. He's got. Well, a I mean, he's he is going to have an issue with Jerry Judy being out four to six weeks with that yes. high ankle sprain. And I don't yes. know. I mean, some a lot but of them played Leonard well. Fournette. I, I, yeah, I, I but he, Leonard Fournette. It's a crowd of backfield. He took a lot of. He took a lot. I know, but he took a lot of snaps, and they look at Leonard Fournette first a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's Spencer's team is great regardless. We'll just see how this performs week to week. Yeah, and your team is looking absolutely fantastic, and I think is is you're definitely right. You need a better game from Tannehill. He had an interception, um, but every single one of your top four players should have had more than one touchdown. And Kittle should have had more than one. Touchdown. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. That's how I felt going into that game. So we'll uh, we'll move on to the two beers too deep in the Vinzaloons. Vinny said all throughout after the draft and up until now that he was not happy with his draft. Uh, and you look at the score, you kind of understand why. Zeke did not produce. In a very high-scoring game, he's supposed to be pass-catching back. He did nothing. Uh, Tanyan was a disappointment. Josh Allen, 19.9 is okay, but when you draft a, a quarterback like that in the, what, the sixth, the seventh round, Maybe the fab, I forget where he drafted him, but you want him to perform better than that on a weekly basis. Third round. Yeah. You draft him in the third round. You want him to be better than that. But uh, on the other side, Grosso had a lot of underperformers. I mean, this was all these players were underperforming. And again, this, this could be uh, a season long thing for both teams, or it could not be, you don't, you don't know until we have a few more weeks, but the one shining bright spot was on Grasso's bench. I think Debo Samuel really is going to be the guy. I think he's going to have a DK Metcalf type season this year. Uh, so, but I mean, he got you good bench points and you still won your week, but hopefully he'll do better for you in a starting spot next week. 
I think, I think Vinny's team, yes, I think it's bad, but I also think that they have the, um, he was had teams, players that are on good offenses or were supposed to be good offenses that offenses didn't perform. I mean, Zeke, they shut him down because they're playing Tampa Bay, who is one of the best running defenses in the league. Calvin Ridley, the Atlanta Falcons looked awful. Uh, Robert Woods just wasn't Stafford's favorite target that night. Tanyan, same thing with Aaron Rodgers. They were just bad. So I think it was just a combination of that, but that could trend moving forward. I think Vinny could be in a lot of trouble, and his bench is uh, a thin, to say the least. Yeah, it's gonna. Uh, it's gonna you know, be just a jerk. I mean, you're really just stupid. I mean, it's not even clever or funny or anything. It's just dumb. Mike knows. Um, so it's really hard to talk about how poorly my team did because it really did so so poorly. Um, Mike Evans, Edwards Hilaire, Derrick Henry. No touchdown from Derrick Henry is kind of like yeah, he was. Me I mean. All of Tennessee kind of worried me, you know, with uh, with Tannehill. But I mean, you got to be happy with Tyson Williams. Uh, Tyson Williams is a bright spot, and you you don't know. I I plugged him in my flex instead of Debo. Debo was in my flex until about a half an hour before, and I switched him out because I knew. Listen, I knew that this kid was gonna get rushes and get touches, and it's probably the only time he's gonna play in the NFL. Uh, because Latavius Murphy, who was signed two days before, stole the touchdown from him anyway. Yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, nine nine carries on sixty five yards is pretty hefty. I mean, they'll probably use him in a lot of spell packages. We'll see. Yeah, but we'll see. He's not going to take the place of Keenan Allen or or Mike Evans, so he'll probably ride the flex. So he'll have to fight Debo. Oh, never mind. I'm, he, he's not taking Derek Henry's spot or Edwards Hilaire's spot. I'm sorry. That's what I mean. Okay, so we'll move on to the final matchup, and uh, it's 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 one rivalry that goes all the way back to the beginning. It's uh, it's the Battle of the Gregs, uh, beginning every week. Uh, we have a special guest a little later. He's not here yet, so we'll just talk about his little, his team a little bit. He might be listening. I don't know. So it was uh, the Big X Bashers, our Kamesh versus Wieners Wien Dogs. Uh, and uh, Big X Bashers pulled out the win to 123.75 to 114.45 on a uh, on a penalty play was really the difference in the game. It was a close game throughout. You know, both these teams are pretty good. Uh, you, uh, X team had a lot of surprises. Jeez, uh, Trevor Lawrence ended up performing pretty well for how lowly he drafted him. Uh, Kelsey is the cheat code that we all knew that he was going to be. Harold uh, Henderson also performed well. And, you know, on Doge's side, I mean, outside of the, the, the Chargers players, which we mentioned in the first week, were a little underwhelming for where they were. That, that could have been a difference. But ultimately, you know, Cup not having 30 points and Henderson getting that extra touchdown provided the difference. Kyle Pitts was a little disappointing, too. But he's a rookie, so, you know, first games are always erratic, and especially first seasons for rookie pass catchers. But Eckel ended up pulling out the win uh, by nine points. I have so what do you think? Oh, this is like a super close game. This could have really went either way. Both teams did like relatively well for what I thought was going to happen. thought Herbert could have produced a little bit more for the Doge. I know that touchdown probably would have made the, the so much of a difference. Um, but, you know, Lawrence did very surprisingly well, not in like the actual game, but fantasy wise. Um, so it's promising that he'll have a productive fantasy season. Yeah, um, but this what, is a all, tight that's game. That's all that matters to us. I mean, everyone always wants to beat Eckle. That's like always uh, very important. But you know, the most important thing is that Doge gets to play him again, so he has another chance to like kind of redeem himself. Because this was a, it was a bad beat for Doge. You know, it came down to that, to that. You know, one touchdown. <laughs> we'll talk. I mean, I can talk about it now. It came down to Cooper Cup catches the second touchdown of the game. Gets called back because he is tackled early. Not mad about that. It happens all the time. And then what does Sean McVay do? He calls a run to Daryl Henderson. And Daryl Henderson decides to run that ball in for a touchdown. So I went from winning by, what was it, six points, five or six points, to losing by nine in a matter of moments. Um, 
I was texting Echo. I was rubbing it in his face, and then I cried on the couch by myself. Never um, celebrate too soon, big dog. I, that I mean, that has, that sounds like you were asking for it. I, you know what? I probably was, but it felt really good in the moment because after I sat Gronk after twenty five points on my bench, mm-hmm. I was like, I have no shot. And then when yeah. I had a shot in going in Sunday night, I was like, Oh my god! Oh my god! And then it punched me directly right. in the nuts. I mean, there were, I mean, besides Gronk, yeah. you know, and the, the, the underperformance with Eklund just made it tough. Thanks, Mitch. That's not this. hurtful at all. I keep talking over those sounders. <laughs> uh, I'm, trying, I'm getting better with the timing. It's also a slight delay on the thing. So, uh, you know, oh, yeah. working on a touchpad here. I apologize. Well, and, you know, the other thing I just want to point out, I think Eklund's the first person to really utilize that IR spot, even though Trey Sermon uh, is not on the IR. He was out. So he's just utilizing those spots. He's he's trying to meta brain us. So we'll have to watch out for that. So that's the recap of last week. Now, normally at this time of the year, we do some rankings, power rankings, but it's too early in the season, I feel, to do power rankings. So we're going to switch it up a little bit for the first couple of weeks, at least, for our rivalry. Rivalry. Uh, rivalry. Well, I can't fucking say. You know what I mean to say. Rivalry week. There, yeah, that. Yeah, that was well deserved. Um, so instead of doing uh, for these few weeks, we're going to have some classic early season overreactions. Uh, so we each have one to discuss. Well, what will happen is that person will say their overreaction, we'll react to it, and then we'll move around. We'll, we'll keep this pretty quick. We'll have, uh, we'll have Grasso go first. Oh, my overreaction is that uh, Julio Jones will just be a disappointment all season long. Um, I had him last year, and he was just a disappointment last year. Um, and he's just going to be a heartbreaking disappointment again. Do you want to put like a number like he'll be like bottom bottom 50 he won't finish in the top 50 oh top he won't 30. finish in the top 20 top 30 yeah no way okay are you know i mean it's that's a, that is a good overreaction you know tennessee did perform terribly in the first week of the season i ha- I, I have faith in Tannehill. i'll have to um, and i think aj brown when he gets better and derrick henry gets the ball a little more we'll we'll see also a flip of that I think that AJ Green will have a rebirth in like this wide receiver three slash four slot two. He's wide receiver two. Oh, you're telling me there's two minutes. Oh, I no see. no no. You gave oh, two. Okay. It's only supposed to be one. Uh, oh, okay. So I was giving. I was giving okay. him two minutes. Oh, do I not say? <laughs> I was I'm giving sorry. Just said a number, and then you were flashing your hands, and I got distracted. We're we're, we're, we're still a work in progress here, guys. Talk about um, AJ Green. I think he's gonna be better. I think he's okay. Gonna, He's going to get looks because he's gigantic. Uh, Dosh, did you, did you have a reaction to that? I, 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 I don't. I mean, I, I think Julio's is not going to be the Julio of old where he's a top five wide receiver, but I think he'll fit nicely into that wide receiver three, kind of that anywhere between about you know 24 to 36. I think he's going to go there, which I don't think to me is, an, is that far from where I thought he would end up. So I probably thought he'd be kind of closer to that 24 to 26 range, but he'd probably be closer to that 36 range. But, um, you know, Julio's not Julio anymore. He's 30 plus years old. And we all know, um, because we're all over 30 now that, uh, when you turn 30, your body just starts disagreeing with you for no reason. And we, none of us played competitive contact sports professionally. Fuck me. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, so my overreaction, is centered on Ezekiel Elliott. No, he had a terrible first game, but I think that's going to continue throughout the whole season. He um, he he has so many carries on his legs, and you know, you look at how many carries a running back has throughout their careers. It's like Tread on Dyers, and he's reaching that high limit for when running backs start to break down because Dallas ran him into the ground. So I don't think by the end of the season he will be a viable fantasy quarterback. Not gonna work. Well, you put. He plays running back, so that would make sense. Uh, as, Did as I well. say wide receiver? I meant running back. He's a quarterback. Quarterback. Oh, quarterback. No. no, running Fuck back. I meant, I, what did you smoke before we started this? <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. Can you share? See, I, I think, I think the Zeke is is a matchup specific. He's going to be now more of a much more matchup specific running back because, again, 
Tampa Bay is one of the best running defenses in the league, so they didn't run the football. Whereas if in a in a more run you know run heavy game, he's going to have more opportunities there. So I think it's a that's a definitely an overreaction. Is he going to be a top five guy? Probably not. Top twelve? I think so. All right. So we'll uh we'll, we'll sorry to Grasso to cut you off from your opinion there, but we're going to move on to Doge's real quick, uh, so we, we we can move around. Here's my overreaction. Keegan is this year's Greg Eckel. He is going to be the bad team that makes the playoffs because his team is terrible besides those two players, those two Kansas City players. That's my quick overreaction. You know, I, uh, I'm i going to agree with you there. I can see it. He has those recipes to to win a lot of weeks just with those two and not a lot, of, not a lot else. Yeah, they can pull him for 40 to 60 points a week, but no more. All right. So uh, we're going to move on from our overreactions. We're going to move right into our first guest of the season. You may know him as the commissioner or maybe your financial advisor, uh, but he, to us, he is uh, a basher. Uh, he's an echo and he's somebody that everybody wants to see lose and everybody wants to beat. So, uh, yeah, we'll 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 play, we'll play a tape and we'll bring on uh, Greg Eckel. Hi, Greg. Welcome to the podcast. How you doing tonight? What's up, crew? Thanks for having me on. So you had a good first matchup. How do you feel about it? Uh, no surprise that we go into week two with the utmost confidence that my predictions at the beginning of the year about the bachelor's projections are spot on. Everything that I felt would uh, would happen as far as usage with my running backs, Uh I actually think that my team underperformed just based on where the wide receivers finished. I expected exactly what I got from my running backs. Um, certainly I think DK and, and Jefferson are going to be top 12 guys. Uh, and Kelsey, you know, as we know, is an absolute beast. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I feel really good rolling and in, rolling into week two. I, I am I am moving moving Trevor to the to the bench in favor of famous Jameis and uh We'll see. We'll see if he can keep it rolling down there in in New Orleans. Uh, do you have any- I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Do you have uh, any words of uh, dominance over over the Weens Ween Dogs while we have them here on the podcast? Yeah, I mean, look, it was obviously a freaking nail biter. Uh, I think I sweat about ten pounds uh, in that most few moments when cup was running amok uh, against the bears defense there. Um, but you know what? I'm a big believer too, that, that it's not one play or one player that loses the, the game. You know, I heard, you know, just, uh, before I came on here, I heard you guys speak a little bit about Pitts as a big disappointment. I mean, yeah, Greg was high on him. The Falcons offense looked a bit disheveled and Gronk had a massive, massive game. So it's, it was, it was week one, you know, I don't fault the uh, dogs for that. He, he was high on pits all year and he threw him out there and now he's, you know, I'm pretty sure he's starting Gronk in, in week two and, and he'll have to figure out playing the matchups there for his tight ends moving forward. Uh, but, you know, honestly, I, I kind of expect a lot of what he got from his players too. Maybe Eckler, a bit of a, a disappointment, not catching any balls, uh, at all, but you know, playing Washington, those are really tough, tough matchups there. So, uh, yeah, I, I, um, we'll get into, we'll get into our analysis for next week, uh, in a few, cause we'll, we'll keep you on for the picks. I think Eklund, I have played week one every year. And I think he's probably won 85% of those matchups, but they're always, it's always close, it's extremely always close. close. It's always there's never close. been a blowout. And, and I agree. I don't know if you heard me talking about how you basically that McVeigh stole a win for you by not rewarding the man who got them to the one yard line with a touchdown and, and giving it to a guy who'd been mediocre all night. Uh, I think I think some of your scores were inflamed. I think your running backs did better than probably they should have. Um, but 
Yeah. I mean, I was, I was ecstatic when I saw that Metcalf, you know, only had whatever four, he had zero points at halftime, I think, which is, which was nuts, but it's always a close one. I love the bashers in my division. I get to play him again in week. Was that end up being week 12? Um, and hopefully I can get my, my revenge. So when it comes to the inevitable tiebreaker for the playoffs, I have the, I have the winning record or it's at least a tie record. So it'll be for most points for, which will obviously be me because Echo doesn't score most points for. So, we uh, we have a lot of new rules this season, uh, and yes, as the yeah. as the as the commissioner, you know, you over. Right, yeah. that's Just Dua Lipa. In case yeah. anyone's wondering, yeah, it was uh, some Dua Lipa right there. Yeah, well, we we try to keep it current here. So, uh, of the of all the new rules, what ones are you the most excited about? I love the most points for. Uh, $20 reward every week. Mm-hmm. You know, I waited. I'm going to try to make a habit of paying it out on, on Wednesday just to make sure all the stack corrections are, are behind us. And it's, you know, we're on, on to the next week, but uh, I mean, that was, a, that was a pretty, a pretty cool thing. And, and uh, you know, and obviously I think we all agree, you know, with the division changes and, and the rivalries that we're going to be creating uh, just the league definitely has a, uh, a new dynamic this year overall for sure. Whoa, big spender. Okay, so I'm going to have – I have a couple of quick hit questions for you. All Just, right. So, so who's, who, who not on your team is going to be your favorite player to watch this season who you think is going to surprise everybody? Not on my team, favorite player team. to watch. Or do you think somebody that's going to just blow up? That's going to blow up? Yeah. So – there's a couple. I'm re- really quick. Uh, I love LaVisca Chanel. I know Vinny's team is looking not great overall, but he's getting a lot, a lot of looks. Uh, and I think Trevor Lawrence is going to improve all year. I mean, he had some bad. Hey, not, not on your team. Not on your team. I'm, well, I'm saying because he's, oh, he's. Okay. Yeah. Got it. That's my association. That's a load of crap. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, what am I? Oh, I also think that um, I was really impressed with David Mon- Montgomery running the ball behind a shitty offensive line, uh, and he was yep. clearly the best player on the field for them. And he showed like a lot of a lot of effort and ran hard all night long. And the Rams' defense is, you know, they were top in the league, I think, points for last year. Um, so he's another one that really stuck out to me. Uh, and then I'll give you one more. Oh, I thought Joe Mixon had an incredible game. Uh, as long as he can stay healthy. I mean, once again, he's on the caveat. Uh, werewolves, but you know, I think Mixon can anchor that team if he stays healthy. I'm not sure if you guys talked about green Bay or not, but that's a whole nother story. Um, I mean, Dallas team is, is looking very, very bad. If green Bay doesn't turn it around, that's like a scary risk that he, you know, I think Ben, you made you made the point, right? Don't want to have a wide receiver and a quarterback on the same team because if they don't have a good year, you could be in a lot of hurt. And you know, look what happened in week one. Well, uh, you got you got both sides of that coin. You have Keegan's team one because of his quarterback wide receiver combination. Then on the other side, you have Aaron Rodgers just completely decim like decimating the score line. Which kind of brings me to my next the quick hit. We'll just try try and keep it to one or two for this one. Yep. Uh you're who do you think is going to be the biggest disappointment this season? The same thing player, not on right? your, yeah player. Player or team if you if you want to um, be that meta with I'll do one person. A I'll do one A and one B here. I think it's okay. Barkley and Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. Okay. Uh, those two guys, I have zero confidence in the Giants O-line. And obviously I'm a rating fan of, of the of the G-Men, but absolutely abysmal play. And Barkley went with his knee, and now he's already talking about being concerned about this Thursday night. And then Elliot, you know, I think Doge said this right on. It's gonna be very situational, I think. And obviously Jerry didn't didn't pay him all this money to uh block linebackers in the uh, freaking backfield, but ultimately with the weapons they have on the outside, that might be what he's asked to do. And, uh, and Pollard seems to be vulturing more and more touches. So I, I think Elliot is going to yeah. be a huge disappointment. It's not to say he won't get 20 carries in, you know, a game uh, here and there, but um, I don't That's see good. like RB one consistently from, from him at all this year. Did we see a near 50, 50 split in snaps last week? Like call me if I'm crazy, but like, I feel like it was pretty even. That sounds accurate. Yeah. That I don't know. I mean, Pollard didn't have a ton of run, but he had like four or five catches, I think. 
Okay, so this is my last question. Why, uh, can you please explain to us why you dropped the ball in sending out your gra- draft grades this year? <laughs> I, so, so just so everybody knows that was listening on the podcast, I set up a Google Doc and I pre-populated it with a ton of information. All Greg had to do was put in his draft analysis. I sent, I think I set this up a week and a half before the season started or like right out. How, how, how about this? I'm going to do this tomorrow. I think it's a little late now. We're already week. It's already week two of the season. I will, I will roll it into the initial reaction after, after week one. And as we, as we look ahead now, uh, I will spend some time on it tomorrow. Okay. I, I just had to give you some shit. Clearly. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, you want to stick around? We'll do some picks. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we'll we'll move right forward. Do we have, do we have a pick sounder? Like I thought that take that as a no. Joe gave me the no. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. That better be cut a, with a, like a panic renegade. A panic. A pan- no, <laughs> no, any panics? He goes for the Bills sounders. <laughs> okay. Uh, 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 Bills, 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 Batman, Batman, Billy Joe, Billy Joe, Billy Joe. Slow down, you're doing fine. <laughs> you, you asked for it. I mean, that's, you. you know thank what? That's probably those so three much. together are probably better for our picks. Than, oh, yeah. Than, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Uh, we'll start. Let, let, I like starting with, uh, let's start with an easy one. I think we're all going to be in agreement on this one. We'll start with the Vinzaloons and the Papa Squats. I don't think there is any contest there. The, the, uh, Spencer's team is going to be really good in a really tough beat all season. And Vinny's team just uh, like we were just talking about Zeke. I don't think he's gonna to punch that be able to muster up a lot of score with the split carries. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Papa squats. Uh, Doge, what do you say? I concur with your statement. I think it, it the line on ESPN is 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 ten points. Is Vinny plus, you know minus ten? Um, I think that is generous. Let's say that. Um, so I, I'm going to go with the squats as well. It's a trap. Okay. Uh, Grasso. Uh, I can't get over that sounder. was literally perfect. I mean, everybody's going to pick the squats. Um, even if Vinny's team does as well as ESPN thinks it's going to do, um, I don't think it's going to, the squats are just going to just be fantastic. Um, for the rest of the season, and good luck. Because I think I'm going to pick him literally every single week for the rest of the season, unless something drastically changes with like an injury or something along those lines. I mean, he still has a couple players on the bench that are kind of plug and play. So, I mean, he already took out Judy, and his team just still looks just as healthy. Um, so I'm going with the squatty boys. So we're just done with phrasing, right? That's not a thing anymore. <laughs> All right, Eckle. Yeah, guys, I'm actually going to go against the grain here. I um, checking out this this matchup. I'm going to lean towards towards the Vinzaloons. A uh, couple couple of reasons. I think Josh Allen has a big bounce back game. I think Ridley bounces back. The Bucks lost a corner uh, in, in that one end zone uh, target thing to Cooper last week. Um, I, I think Chanel has a really nice game. And and for the, for the squats, you know, I, I don't think Thielen is going to have that point total again. Um, I, I question Russell Wilson this week just a little bit. I think he's, he's, his point estimate is a little inflated with Tennessee's toughness and Vrabel wanting to come back and put them, put the haters to, uh, to bed. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to take the underdog. I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Ben Zalones. All right. All right. All right. Uh, Moose. Uh, I agree with the Allen bounce back, not just because I'm a homer. I just agree with that. I think he's pissed. Um, I just don't think there's a uh, clear path here. He's got some tough matchups, Atlanta against Tampa, Woods against Indianapolis. Robert Tanyan doesn't exist anymore. Um, I I think I'm going with the Papa squats. Again, in-season management will help bring Spencer the Alba. But right now, he's got to set and forget a team. All right, so four for Spence, one for Echol. We'll move on to the 
Fitz Magic versus the Shoma Yatidis. You know, I really think the matchups look good for him. I think McLaurin's going to be have a big bounce back. Uh, I think David Montgomery's going to keep it going. And those are all on Jimmy's team, on the Shoma Yatidis. So I'm going to lean towards him just a little bit. I think Corey Davis is going to be a great find for him. I think he's got a great rapport for um, Zach Wilson. But I don't think that's enough for Fitz. Uh, I, don't, I think Miles Sanders is very brittle in the Kyler DeAndre connection i'm not sure about uh grasso what do you think um i feel like i'm gonna disagree with you just a little bit um scary terry um i mean he's got tyler haneke uh throwing him the ball um so i don't know how great his his production is going to be and will fuller's coming back off a suspension so i don't know how good his timing is going to be offensively i mean but you look across the board at julio and I think maybe he could plug Waddle in. Um, he already moved Davis around. I'm going with Fitzmagic on this. Alvin Kamara is going to score like probably 40 points. They love beating up on Carolina. Okay. Uh, Ackle, what do you think about Fitz and the TDs? Yeah, I'm, I definitely think uh, this is one of the closer matchups. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards show me your, show me your TDs. Love the running backs this week. Brady, all this time against a really, really bad Atlanta defense. Um, McLaurin and Fuller are, are serviceable. Lockett is likely going to score. Rams D, um, I think show me your TDs by like six. He's even given a line. Okay, uh, Moose. Um, I honestly only like Jimmy's team on the top half here. Brady Cook Montgomery, Terry is a big question mark. I think Fuller's a question mark. I think Cook's a question mark. It's going to be that thing thing again where Lockett and uh, DK, you know, flip good weeks. So, um, I might go with Fitz. You're going to go with Fitz too. Yep. Okay, Doge. Two and two so far. Jimmy Jimmy has three players that are out right now with he still has Mostert on his team even though Mostert has said he's uh done for the week um so I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Fitz here I think Fitz I think the I think the I think like Joe Joe's at the bottom half of his lineup is gonna beat the top half of Jimmy's lineup okay you're going Fitz as well all right so a pretty mixed bag there for us which is nice to see all right uh let's move on to the Keeks success versus the Ugh, I hate saying this, but the dynasty, the most ridiculous in the name team. We could we could change it. We could change him to Christopher DiGorio's team, like the like the really? fantasy, like the like the Washington football team. <laughs> Until he earns it, can we vote out? Is it, that's a, that's against that's against league regulations, Gregory. We voted uh, last year that we would not change names unless it's. Oh, no, I'm, not saying we, I'm just saying you know like you, you know how we just refer to the team. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. So, so we'll just call it Christopher D. Gregorio. Yeah, team. just like we could call it, you know, Big so. X bitches. You know, like, we could do that. <laughs> okay, so so maybe we'll, we'll integrate everything. So when I look at this team, you know, I, I know we were talking about how Mahomes and Tyreek Hill have to carry that team to victory. Well, Baltimore's defense is not what it used to be. They're not the old Baltimore defense. We just saw them have a high-scoring game, game with Las Vegas. I expect. Uh, Tyreek Hill and Mahomes to have another huge outing, and I think they're going to pull Keegan over the dynasty, who has, or sorry, Christopher DiGregorio's team. We just talked about that. Uh, I think they have a lot of terrible matchups, so I'm going with Keegan. Uh, Doge, what do you think? I'm, it's my overreaction. I think Keegan's going to be the, 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 the bad, he's going to be the, the, the bad, good team, um, and I think he's going to win. Okay, Grosso. Uh, I think DJ's team is like very boom bust, and I feel like maybe next week is the week where he booms a little bit because all his players, I mean, Najee Harris is going to shake off some of that rookie rust. That doesn't make sense. I don't like the way it sounds. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. No, but it's not the rookie, rookie. The rookie rust. butterflies, maybe the rookie, rookie rust. Not J- no, 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 jitter. You don't want to say rust. You want to say like. Oh jitters. yeah, he hasn't been playing. Yeah, that's right. The the, the rookie rumbles and the tumbles. There you go. Knock there you go. The, the rookie rumbles. The, the rookie rumbles and the tumbles. I mean, we'll see what happens, man. 
Um, but Godwin was looking great last week. Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes are going to pull the Keeks team. Uh, but Saquon is still a question mark. Um, I'm going to go with Deej on this. I'm going to go. We'll see what happens. But I think Deej. Okay, you're going Deej. Uh, right, uh, Echo. Yeah, my feelings on this, I don't think it's going to be close. I think Deej is going to wallop him. I mean, I'm shocked that Keegan is going to keep Barkley in there tomorrow night and not start Melvin Gordon. Um, at least for right now, Melvin Gordon is getting a lot of looks still. Look, Deej, he's got some tough matchups, fair, but I just think Keegan's team, I mean, Mike Davis against Tampa Bay, maybe he'll get three yards rushing. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think this is like a 20-point win for, for, for Deej. Okay, and Moose. I'm actually not a fan of either of these teams. Um, I don't think any of them, sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I just – it pains me to say uh, Christopher DiGregorio's team will probably squeak this one out because I only see two definites on, uh, on Keegan's team, and that's, you know, the two Kansas City playmakers. Everyone else is like, really? So I will go with Deech. Okay. So moving on to the first of our matchups with somebody in the league on the team. Uh, let's look at the weak side werewolves versus the wieners wean dogs. Fuck you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Yes. Yes, that's what all rivalries are all about. I mean, that, you know, you know they're just gonna do a bunch of FUs for the next five days. <laughs> Fuck you. No, no. Six, not six months. Six months. The rest of the season. So, you know, there's, uh, there's a lot of bust potential on Dale's team. I want to see more out of Aaron Rodgers and Detroit, you know, can sling it. We saw that last week and TJ Hawkinson, I think is going to be a breakout. And I think he's going to put himself in that top tier of tight ends with uh, Kittle and, um, Waller and not quite Kelsey level, but he's going to be up there. But regardless, I don't think that's going to be enough because, you know, I, I think Doge's team is going to have a big week with his players and his matchup. So I'm going with the Doge, the Wiener Three Dogs. Moose, what do you think? Um, I might have to agree with you. I think Rogers will bounce back. Um, I think Adams will bounce back, but Robinson, I. Th- Mixon had a great week, but I think he might come back down to earth. And I don't know. I just see more strength uh, on the Wieners, Wien Dogs here. Um, yeah, I'll go with the, I'll go with uh, Doge on this one. All right, uh, Echo. Yeah, I think I'm right there with you. I, I feel like I feel like the the werewolves. If we're putting maybe you know Vinny and. Uh, What's the other team that kind of tore towards the bottom? I mean, the werewolves aren't much better. And if Rodgers and Adams don't turn it around, I think they're in that team is in a lot of trouble. And, and, you know, Herbert home against Dallas, they got to come West, not super far, but they, they got to, they got to come West uh, after playing in Tampa on Thursday. I think Herbert has a huge game. Um, I'm, I'm saying we dogs by eight. I'm not writing this. Down. Yeah, I just want to. I was just going to ask. You're, you're definitely not writing down. These <laughs> no, points. I'm not. I'm not writing this points. <laughs> I don't think anyone else. I mean, if you want to write it down, I could go ahead. But so, uh, Grasso, what do you think is going to happen? Oh, what's it? You. Um, you know, I like the way that those Los Angeles Chargers looked. Um, I think Eckler's going to keep producing. I think Herbert's going to keep producing. Um, I think he's beating himself up a little bit. He's a football player. He loves football so much. He just wants to do a really good job. Um, but then across is another guy who really loves football and really wants to do a good job. And his name's Aaron Rodgers. And he just heard all the smoke this week that everybody's been just blowing right in his face. And, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out swinging. Um, and Bonta Adams is going to pick his, you know, he loves Aaron Rodgers. He's like, he would fall on the sword for Aaron Rodgers. And I think Adams is going to pick him up and like will him to victory. Um, so I think they will will the weak side werewolves to victory. Oh, going with the dark horse pick. Oh, right, Doge. It's a close, it's, a, it's very tough. It's close. 
Yeah. So this is one of those rare fantasy football moments where I need after the afternoon games, I need to be winning by close to 80 points to feel comfortable or even a little bit safe because he has Rogers, Hawkinson and Adams, arguably his top three players all going all Monday night in the same game, in the well, same obviously. game on Monday night. So I would, I, you know, again, I think Rodgers and Adams could have a, a, a Mahomes Hill type of game from this past week where they go, where they score 72 points. I, you get 80 would make me feel like I had a shot to win. I wouldn't, I need to be up like a hundred to be, to be really confident in a win after the afternoon game. Cause I'm done after four o'clock. That being said, it's the winners wing dogs. Obviously there's no way a werewolf would beat a doge. So uh, okay, we're going to put the logic aside science. for it's, that it's, answer. It's just science. It's just science. All right. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> so we'll move on to the uh, the second to last matchup that we're going to cover. We're going to two people on the podcast for this one, two people on for the next one. But this one is incredibly close. We're looking at the Moose Mayhem versus the Big X Bashers. And, you know, for some reason, it's – hold on. Now, now my matchup tracker is – all messed up. I got it. All right, here we go. So, okay. Oh, oh you got, got it. it. Yeah, I got it. Uh, yeah. So ah, you know, that was so good. Yeah. No, I got. Oh, oh oops. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I think when uh, at first blush, I mean, you're really going to need to see a lot coming out. Uh, first of all, from Eccles' uh, wide receivers to be able to put him over what. Moose is bringing to the table. I think Moose is probably the second best team in the league next to uh, next to Spencer's team. You don't know. I mean, Elijah Mitchell had a great game in his first game, but you don't know what it's going to look like going forward. So that's a wild card. So for those reasons, I'm going with Moose. Uh, Doge, what do you think? I think Echo has a lot of faith in guys that are, that are not proven. Uh, Mitchell is, is unproven. Granted, he had a solid week last week, but we all know Shanahan loves to change up his running backs. So, you know, when he's when he's has a you know he eats a burrito for lunch. Um, I think he's putting a lot of faith in Jameis in Jameis Winston. Um, yes, he had a great week last week, but he's still Jameis Winston. And he could throw four interceptions in a game. Um, Cooks, I think that's just a terrible, terrible team. Um, and I just love Joe's team. I have to go Moose here. All right, uh, Grasso, what do you think? Oh, man, I think that Eccles' team was a bit of a mirage last week. Um, Henderson just stole that kind of a touchdown, you know, and I, I honestly don't think that his running back core, I mean, obviously the San Francisco line is very good, um, and I think with their wide receivers and their ability, they're definitely going to be some holes for Mitchell to get through, and he was very promising last week, but there's... I mean, Kelsey could, and Jefferson and DK could all have huge weeks. Um, but on the reverse side of that, Moose's team is just so overpowering, I think. Um, I'm going to agree with you. He's definitely the, the – him and Spencer should probably be in the final. If everything stays as is today, um, that should definitely probably be towards the final. You, just everyone looks great on that team. Um, but I think he, I think Moose Mayhem is going to win. I'm sorry, Echo. I think it's going to be tight, but I think Moose is going to win. Playoffs. More guarantees. Okay. Uh, Moose, what do you think? I mean, we know what I'm going to say, but uh, yeah, I don't trust Jameis. I know he put a lot of stock into him in the waivers. Um, Henderson, sure. I actually was eyeing Henderson in the draft, and then I think I went elsewhere. I think I wound up getting Swift, which, uh, surprise, is actually working out for me. Um I think his strongest players are actually in the middle DK Jefferson, Kelsey. I think there's question marks everywhere else. I, I think Shanahan will pull another Ayuk and uh, what was it? Jeff Wilson last year where Jeff Wilson was supposed to start or something like that, or instead he started anyways. I don't think Mitchell's the starter on Sunday. I think it's sermon. I know he has both, but, um, but yeah. All right. And Eckel. 
I, I agree with all you guys. I think Moose is going to win. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a joke. All right, look, this is a really, really tight matchup. I think his running backs and my wideouts are like just kind of total wash there. It's really going to come down to the other players, right? If his wide receivers and my running backs, depending on what happens there, I have a clear advantage in my tight end spot. And I think the flex can go either way. Brandon Cooks is a touchdown waiting to happen on any play. And we saw very clearly that Tyrod Taylor can still chuck it. So look, no, no faith in Jameis. Jameis still threw 30 touchdowns. Yes, 30 picks. But he's got Sean Payton there. Learned under Drew Brees the last year and a half. He didn't have to throw the ball more than 20 times last week. I think they gets up to about 35 against Carolina, uh, 35 pass attempts. I think Jameis has a very similar week, and I'm going with the Bashers by four. You said th- 35 attempts, but six picks. Echo, Echo, I no, want to give 35 you 35 attempts and but six picks. Whatever I said, that's not happening. Obviously, Jameis is is a is a changed player in my in my opinion. He well, is, we'll see. He's still a first overall draft pick. All right. I mean, so so was I mean, so was uh Ryan Leaf was a, a second a second overall. Can I give you no, can I give one more Jameis fact? One more Jameis okay. fact for your Jameis no, rant. Make, make it five, five seconds. He's also a five thousand yard quarterback. One of yes, the very thank few. you, Grasso. I think Jameis. But he threw he threw thirty picks that season. He threw thirty picks that season. Ben, Jameis Winston is in the MVP discussion at the end of the year. You heard it here first. Shut it down. Yeah, probably MVP for stealing crab cakes. We, we really need to. Oh, yeah. We really need to drug test before the uh, before the show. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're, all right. So so, so we're, we're going to move on to the last matchup. Uh, it's it's the last divisional matchup. It's the Baroque and Cox, the mouth breather versus the two beers too deep here. Uh, and I'm going to take a step back and take the last analysis. So we'll start with Doge. Oh, oh yeah, because you're in it. I, I understand. Um, hmm. Looking at this, I am going to go with the boat, the broken cock. Um, I, I think you have a lot more upside here. You've got some solid matchups. I don't think Henry is the same Henry. Over the last two years, I just don't think he's got the legs like we talked about with Zeke. He's run the ball a lot. Um, so I'm going to go with the cock here. Okay. Uh, uh, Moose. Uh, I might lean towards the broken cocks as well. Um, I, I just don't like a lair. I, I know Henry overreaction one week. Sure. Um, Stafford's great. Okay. Uh, I never liked Mike Evans and I don't think Debo is going to be the guy next week. Cause he's on a team called the San Francisco 49ers where the fifth string wide receiver will get the most points that week. Um, so yeah, I might have to go with, uh, I might have to go with Ben here. Uh, right. Uh, Echo. I have to say, I I really don't agree with the analysis of the 49ers. Shanahan, Devontae Freeman had 1,000-yard years and 12 touchdowns when he was in Atlanta, and I just don't agree with that. I actually am leaning heavily toward two beers too deep right now. I think think that team underperformed in, in week one. Grosso and I share the love for Matt Stafford. I think to say that Derrick Henry is done is a bunch of bullshit. They were playing behind. The guy is an absolute monster. And and Hilaire plays on a team that's going to score a ton of points, and he got 17 touches. It's exactly what you want from an RB2. I'm going to go with, with two beers too deep. I, it, it'll, I think it'll be close, but I think two beers too deep is going to sweep this one out. Yeah! All right. Crosso. Yo, Jelly Sounders, 10 out of 10. Um, this is going to be a close matchup. I think it definitely comes down to the running backs. Um, I think if Miles Gaskin and Jonathan Taylor show up and Derrick Henry and Clyde Edward Hilaire do not show up again, um, then that's a different game. And that's really what it comes down to. I think Diggs and Higgins are going to have great games. I don't know if Mike Evans is going to do shit. Uh, I know Keenan Allen is going to probably get looked at every single play. 
Um, Debo, I think Joe might be right, but Debo's so athletically gifted that he's just going to be open more no matter where he is in the scheme. I think he's going to get looks and touches. He was the uh, clear number one. Sorry, Rosa. He was the clear number one last week. I think yeah. he continues. No, I, I, th- I think Debo's going to be big. So are you picking yourself? Is what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, you know, uh, I definitely agree with the Debo analysis. I thought I, I was saying earlier that I think he's going to be this year's sort of DK Metcalf type breakout. Like he's just going to be a monster getting all the 50 50 catches and he's going to be really hard to defend. Uh, but, you know, our, our matchup is going to be incredibly close. I think it's closer than the seven point spread they're giving this matchup. Uh, I don't think Derrick Henry's done. I think that's going to be an overreaction. I think people are vastly overreacting basically to all of Tennessee. I know they do have a different offensive line. I think that's really where a lot of that issue is coming from. Uh, and that just takes time to gel together. But that that being said, I, I'm still, I haven't seen enough from my team where I trust to say that I'm going to win this week. And I still think Grosso has the highest upside, except for Mike Evans. I think Mike, I think Antonio Brown is going to score more than Mike Evans this week. But that I'm going to go with two beers too deep anyways. So that's our wrap uh, for the picks for the this week. Uh, just to let you know, I was the first time ever in our podcast history. I swept the picks last week with six and zero. Oh. Everybody else finished four and two, but we'll keep we'll keep track of it all season. We'll we'll take a look and we'll let you know what we're like next week. Uh, so for everyone on the podcast, uh, for Gregory we, Wieners Wean Dogs Marku for Two Beers Too Deep Chris Grasso for our special guest the Commish Big X Bashers uh, and for our guy in the booth Moose Mayhem Joe Formosa living I in the am, booth <laughs> I am the mouth breather the broken cock himself Ben Max saying it's time to uh, win your week Spencer the word of the week is wunderkind. 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 You know what I meant. Wunderkind. A person who achieves great success while relatively young. So the bonus word is wunderkins. This is the same thing. Did you just say the same thing twice? That one had an S at the end. It was it was just plural.